We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate Proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Welcome into the Sooner okay. Sports Podcast. With Toby Rowland, I'm Chris Plank. Trying something new out. We'll see how it works out. Um, both of us are wrapping up basketball broadcasts last night. I was in still I was in South Dakota with the OU women's basketball team. You were inside the LNC T Row. What was uh let's start with you. What was your takeaway from the start of the Porter Moser era last night? A sloppy first half, a very impressive second half. Uh, Jalen Hill was the one that really jump-started him early second half. Uh, He had about a four-minute stretch there that was unbelievable. And um, and then they they played great, pulled away, ended up getting an easy win. Uh, Didn't shoot it as well as they did in the exhibition. 
Right. But still hit, I think, uh, 36% of their threes, which is a good number. Not very good at the free throw line. But uh, it was a good win. I think that Coach Moser was pleased with the second half. Um, and the way they shared the ball, they're really – it would be interesting to see if he keeps up this uh, substitute substitution pattern all year, whether this is his style or it was. it's just early in the season trying to figure out what he's got. But pretty much every whistle, they're rotating guys into the game right now. He's playing uh, nine, ten guys on a rotation, and it's just a constant revolving door. So uh, – uh, that's interesting. They're getting up and down the floor. I think they're gonna. They're a good defensive team. I think they got a chance to be a great defensive team. But um, I, my takeaway was everybody was glad to get the season going. I and get a win under their belts and get the blood pumping a little bit. Get the crowd in there and now here we go. That's the feeling I got. I think when Coach Moser was hired. And then he had to quickly assemble a basketball team out of thin air and then worked with them in the summer, worked with them in the fall. They've had two exhibition uh, uh, exhibition practice and an exhibition game. Everybody was just eager to see what kind of basketball team they got. So we got a little bit of a glimpse. Cool. Uh, Jordan Goldwire is going to be a really – he's going to be, I think – well, he and Harkless are going to be the heart of this basketball team because Goldwire is so smart. You can tell he played 116 games at Duke. I mean, he, he has experience at the highest level. And just the way he sees the floor, the way he knows how to set up teammates, uh, he's a great defender. You look at the stats at the end of the game, and you're like, oh, he had nine points, I think, and four assists, blah, 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 but completely controls the game. So he's a he's an interesting piece to the puzzle for them this year. You know, it's it's funny that you mention that because last night I was on the road with a women's hoops team. Jenny Bronchek did the same thing, T Row. <laughs> I mean, it was like uh it was like a hockey line shift every now and then. You would have um you would have a player in for a couple of seconds and boom, there'd be three new bodies that were in. So I can't help but wonder if that maybe is just like you said, coaches getting used to kind of seeing how new personnel would fit. They had a they had a big did South Dakota last night that Oklahoma had some struggles with, but yeah, that was unique. That was unique because Jenny Baranchek did the same thing last night. So I can't help but wonder if it'll be different when you know once they both kind of get into the flow of the season, what they got. It's a good win for the women oh, up yeah. there on the road. That's a tough place to win. That's a really good way to start the year. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and and that you bring it up. You know, the one thing that was kind of interesting to me was. Not a lot of teams go and play in that environment because it's just – it's so hard to play in, Toby. And, in fact, I was talking to one of the, I guess you could say, administrators at South Dakota afterwards, and they said, you know, it's rare that we're able to get a really good team to come in here because it's hard, man. It, it is – it was a hard place to play, so it was cool to see him. Cool to see him come away with a win. I, I think we're in for a fun season for both teams. And, you know, yeah. it's going to have its ups and downs. Both, you know, Oklahoma's women's team has a little bit more experience with Anna and um, obviously in Maddie Williams and the return of Taylor Robertson. A little bit of a new breed with some of the youngsters like Kelby Washington getting the start and, and others. But I think that's going to be fun. And then you've got – I mean – I needed a roster to figure out who was who watching the yeah. highlights whenever I came home last night for Porter's squad. 
so many new faces. Um, so many, you know, Harkless and Gibson and Hill are really the only three back that contributed. And those were, uh, you know, kind of secondary contributors. Not that Emoja didn't have big games and certainly Elijah hit big shots, but the go-to guys last year were Austin Reeves and Brady Manning. And uh, so you have role players who are back and then everybody else is new, you know, uh, and, and going to contribute right away. I mentioned Goldwire, the Groves brothers, Tanner, I think is going to be the leading scorer for this team. He had 15 points, nine rebounds last night. His brother, Jacob, is a really good shooter at six foot eight, six foot nine. Ethan Shagwa, who had a very good career at SMU, has extremely experienced. That's a good program down there. Is another big that's really skilled on both ends of the floor. Uh, Marvin Johnson is uh, back with the team. Didn't play a lot last night, but I think he's going to be able to help him. And there's a couple of freshmen that are uh, are in the rotation. Uh, C.J. Nolan is a fascinating guy. I don't think I've ever seen an OU basketball player quite like him. He's a little Ernie Abercrombie-ish in his, in his build. I think Ernie was a little bigger. I, if I remember correctly, Ernie was 6'4", 6'5", maybe. Uh, CJ's not that big, 6'2", 6'3", but he's built like a tight end. He's 230 pounds. He's almost the same height and weight exactly as Jeremiah Hall. Oh, wow. So imagine Jeremiah Hall on a basketball court. That's what CJ Nolan looks like. But he can really shoot. He can really defend. He looks like he could run through a brick wall. I don't think you want to take a charge on him. He was recruited as a tight end at Baylor and decided to play basketball instead. So he's interesting. And then Alston Mason, another true freshman that is a point guard out of the Kansas City area, Overland Park, outstanding shooter, got some good size too, 6'2", 6'3". So, yeah, definitely grab a program on your way into the Lloyd Noble Center this year. It's going to take us a few games to get uh, familiar with this roster. So Friday morning, I've got OU women at 1030. You and I are going to then hit the road right after that game for Waco, but we still right. have men's hoops on Friday night against UTSA. 7 o'clock tip? Yes, 7 o'clock. Uh, Steve Henson's Roadrunners will be in town. Nice, nice. You ready to shift to some football? We got 11 a.m. Sure. starts galore. We got an 11 a.m. kick this weekend against Baylor and Waco. We got an 11 a.m. kick against Iowa State. You and I, with the bye week, haven't really had a chance, and everyone's already forgotten about it, to talk about the showdown against Texas Tech. But I thought, Toby, the Sooners went out and took care of business against Tech. Needed a good performance and got one. You know, everybody was down on them after the way they played at Kansas, and rightfully so, but looked good. I thought all phases of the game. Best defensive performance in – a long time. Uh, offense was sharp. Big plays. Caleb looked good. Six touchdowns. Uh, so, yeah, that's exactly what they needed. They needed a, an encouraging performance going into the bye week, and that's exactly what they got. A comfortable win uh, in which we're sitting around in the fourth quarter going, this feels odd. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, Lincoln's happy. I think everybody, everybody's happy. Everybody needed a bye week. That was a grueling, dramatic, exhausting nine-week stretch. And the fact that they're still 9-0 and is a bit of a magic trick. 
with everything that's happened to this team, but they are. And they're in a position now that all of their hopes and dreams are in front of them. Big 12 championship, college football playoff, national championship. It is all still on the table. If they can uh, crescendo here and peak and play their best football at uh, this time of year, which is traditionally what they've done in November. So it's going to be tough. Um, it's well documented. The three teams in front of them here are the other three best teams in this league. And uh, it's not going to be easy. And Oklahoma's going to have to play better than they have all season if they're going to run the table here. But they got a shot. You know, I mean, they got to 9-0. and They put themselves in a spot where if they could peak now, then they've got trophies they could play for. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because, to me, you know, we've sat here and we've talked quite a bit about what this team can do offensively. But last week, T. Rowe, against Texas Tech, I thought was one of their better defensive performances that we had seen in a while. I, we were, I was just putting up some of the highlights of what they did defensively. But, I mean, to me, it's, it's something that you come away with it, and it's incredibly reassuring, especially based on – what we know that Texas Tech has the capability of doing offensively. Yeah, three takeaways. Um, they got a couple of key pieces back in Jalen Redmond and, and certainly Delarian Turner-Yell. And um, how about Key Lawrence? Yeah. The way he played at corner, which was new and maybe unexpected that he'd be that good. Uh, those are, you know, two guys, Jalen Redmond and Delarian Turner-Yell. That coming into the year, I don't think they were necessarily on anybody's radars as far as maybe most valuable defensive players. Uh, and that's not meant to be disparaging toward them at all. But it turns out they're huge because Jalen Redman allows – he's good. He's a starter for a reason. And he allows Isaiah Thomas to move back to a position where he's dominant. And Delarian Turner-Yell is really the captain of the back end of that defense – Best tackler, hardest hitter, knows where not only he's supposed to be, but everybody's supposed to be. So uh, very, very good performance, very encouraging to get healthy again. It sounds like Woody Washington's not too far away, uh, maybe this week against Baylor, and that would be really big. Uh, it sounds like uh, I, I guess Mike Woods declared himself uh, ready to go on social media. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure how Lincoln felt about that, but um, so that'd be good to get another weapon back on offense as well. So, I mean, they went through a stretch there where they were really beat up. We have a pregame segment where Chris on the sideline goes through who's in and who's out, and we had to add a couple of minutes to that segment because it it was taking so long to name everybody who's out every week. So hopefully they can get guys back and stay healthy down the stretch because they're going to need all hands on deck to try to win this thing. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery 
starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're okay. I mean, yesterday was fascinating. As we tape this on a Wednesday (laughs) night, yesterday was fascinating, Toby, because, you know, I do a show from 9 to noon, you're from 6 to 9, and I was, as I was wrapping up, my co-host Josh Helmer said, oh, by the way, Lincoln won't be at his press conference. It's going to be Dennis Simmons. And then I was like, okay, well, is he going to be at the coach's show? And, in fact, when I started my radio show today, you had to text me, be like, no, 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 it was Cale Gundy last night. I don't think there's any reason to worry, but it kind of – it does kind of show you in this COVID era. Now, Cal has had a game canceled against USC. We saw Cliff Kingsbury miss a game a couple weeks ago in the NFL. Everyone's thoughts automatically turn to, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Is he out? And we forget, you know, these coaches have lives like everyone else, and sometimes – there's going to be issues that are more important than football or press conferences. Yeah, we had a tea time yesterday, <laughs> uh, Lincoln and I. Jimmy Austin. Only a tea time we could get was 11 a.m., so he had to skip the presser. But and I, I'm sure we'll find out uh, the answers to all of our questions uh, at the appropriate time. Sure. It's just the latest uh, in – a soap opera of a season, you know. Uh, we can't get through a week without something happening, right? Alex Grinch is interviewing for jobs, or we've got students spying on practice, or uh, you know, we got uh, all the players only meetings. Remember that? That yeah. was a long oh, yeah. time ago. Oh, yeah. We got quarterback changes. Um, it's just it's something every week. So this week it was uh, where in the world is Lincoln? And I still don't know that we. Uh, I have the answers, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Back to your point. We do forget a lot that these players and coaches are human beings. Right. And they have – and this is me speaking who has zero idea what happened. But they do have families. Uh, they do have important things going on in their lives that a lot of us don't have any idea about. That It, it happened to you last week with oh, yeah. a family situation. You know, I've had family situations, multiple of, you know, throughout this year. We had um, one of the members of our broadcast crew that uh, passed away last year and was battling cancer with us all season long, and uh, the great Greg Blackwood. And you just, you just never know. You just never know what's going on in people's lives. And, uh, and then you throw that, you sprinkle that into the middle of a college football season and all of the spotlight and the message boards and the talk radio and everything, and it just it's it creates for a, sometimes an explosion of attention. And, uh, and we'll, we'll turn, figure out in due time what happened. Your, your book, As the Sooners Turn, it's going to be incredible. Uh, but I will say <laughs> it has been fun offensively to watch the development of Caleb Williams. Is, you know, he's put himself, Toby, square in the Heisman conversation in just a couple of starts, and, you know, suddenly an offense that – Maybe at one point this year we were worried about we're heading into a very good defensive Baylor football team. And, I mean, as, as confident, I think, as we've been in this offense. Yeah, I uh, was on a Baylor or Waco radio station earlier today, and they asked me, what is the difference between this offense 
before Caleb Williams and after Caleb Williams. And I said, Caleb Williams. Like, that's the difference. Um, let's don't overthink this, you know? Uh, he, he's been amazing. I, I, uh, they're going to play the three best defenses they've played all year here back to back to back. I think my hunch is that they're probably now going to ask him to carry a heavier load in the run game. I think that we've seen it some, but not a ton so far. They've been protecting him, rightfully so. You don't want him to get beat up or anything. But to move the ball on the likes of Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, I think you need all of the all of the weapons in your arsenal. And one of their biggest weapons is the feet, the legs of Caleb Williams. So I think the quarterback run game is going to become more significant going forward here for Oklahoma. It just puts so much strain on a defense. And um, they need that. They need that to be able to run it, for, for Kennedy Brooks to be able to run it, to find open guys in the passing game. Um you know, and I, I think they will. I have no doubt that, that Lincoln will uh, have this offense dialed up and they're going to put points on the board. Really, for me, uh, the success or failure of this football team down the stretch is going to rest uh, on the defense. You know, I, I have 100% faith that OU is going to score. Um, can they stop them? You know, we, we saw some encouraging signs against Tech. But was it a mirage, or with the reinforcements arriving, is this defense back to what we thought it was early in the season? If it is, look out. If Oklahoma's defense is good, they're a national title contender. Not just a Big 12 contender, not just a college football playoff contender. They could win the trophy. So, uh, for me, that's the big question here down the stretch is, is the OU defense up to the test? t I'll let you go on this. I'm, I, I'm trying to live more by your philosophy that in time this is going to be okay, and I think you're right. But, man, um, those playoff rankings, it's working mm -hmm. on me, man. I'm getting madder and madder every single week. Yeah. And, you know, you see suddenly everyone's saying great things about Purdue and Texas A&M. Uh, I mean, I talked to Andy Staples today, and he's like, listen, A&M, if they went out, they're getting in. Uh, and he's not wrong, but – Oklahoma, yeah. if they take care of business, I, I, I think they're in. I, I hope so. They better be. In the words of the great philosopher Frank Costanza. Oh, I love this. Serenity now. Serenity now. All right. Serenity now. Uh, it's going to be okay. I think that there are things in the rankings that you can have fascinating conversations about. I have no idea how Michigan is in front of Michigan State. No clue. I certainly would not have OU at eight. But, look, at, I mean, look, I'm not an unbiased judge. So, uh, I think it's – I've said it for two weeks now. I think it may be the best thing that could happen sure. because they're ticked. It is a great, uh, a great, a great thing to rally around to uh, motivate by, you know they've told this team a thousand times in the last two weeks, they don't think you're any good. That's right. They've got – you're Oklahoma. You're 9-0. and And they, they've got you 
behind Cincinnati? Mm. They've got you behind, what is it, four one-loss teams? They got you at number eight in the country. They don't know if you're better than Wake last week. <laughs> and they got a giant chip on their shoulder. And I think that's great. And I, I like you, have no doubt at all, zero, that if Oklahoma wins out, they're going to be in this thing. Oh, I agree. Um, I think they'll probably be the two seed if they do. Hey, um, before I let you go, championship November. So here we are. It's it's the greatest time of the year, and it's been an incredible winning streak for the Oklahoma Sooners wow. in November. T. Rowe, you got you got to let me know, man. How good do you feel about this championship November being the same? I feel good. I too. I'm nervous. It's challenging. I uh, well, I feel the same every all 23 of those games. I'm nervous. <laughs> It's it's uh, backs against the wall, can't afford to lose, have to win situations, and that is exciting. That makes you go to the stadium with your blood pumping, your heart rate elevated, excited about what could be, and scared about what could be. Right. right. So that's I think why Oklahoma has been so good in November is they have a belief that they're going to find a way to win this time of year. And not all of those 23 have been easy. Some of them have been in dire straits, most notably the last time we went to Waco. Yeah, no <laughs> but they have found a way. So if you ask me how I feel about them getting that to 26, I think they can, but it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to play better than they have all year long, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be excited to have a front row seat to watch it. See you uh, in Waco. Well, I'll see you on the way down to Waco. We'll be on the air at 9 a.m. Everyone have a great game week. For Toby, I'm playing Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.